bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Praise is what I do. Praise is what I do. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Praise, yeah, 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 yeah. What I do. Have I got any praises out there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. It's what I do, it's what I do, do, do. Ah, it's what I do, it's what I do. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise is what I do. It's what I do. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. Have your way. Continue to speak in this house. Move in an unusual manner. Cause us to feel and to know you even the better. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. So glad that you joined us this morning. It's a blessing to have you as a part of this worship experience today. I have been talking over the last few weeks from the theme, Do the Right Thing. And this is part three of Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Yeah, I, I have been looking at it because here God gives the people of God the answer to crisis. In 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, and the answer is clear. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. What a powerful word. What a powerful word. It's interesting that, that the children of Israel have been blessed to have this place to turn to in prayer. That is the temple. To be able to turn there, to pray, to call upon the Lord. But what is also interesting, if you really read the story closely, and you really pay close attention, is that everything in their existence 
keeps going back to what they've been through, to what they've experienced, to the trauma they've gone through, the trauma beginning in Egypt and in the journey to get to the promised land. Everything goes back to there. It goes back there, even in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verses 3 to 7, it, it's mentioned of the words of God to David, saying, since the day that I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, verse 5. It goes back to that place there. There is, in the prayer in chapter 6, there is this inadvertent, I believe, maybe not even intentional, but one could read the mail. There, there is an admission that life is not going to be easy. With everything that he asked for in the sanctifying of the holy place for God's dwelling, the place that would be made special by an extra boost of God there, he understood that God be contained in a building, but that God would refine himself and would definitely give something special to the sanctuary that was just built. He would contain a piece or part of God's own self in a special, significant way there. But there's also that admission there that the reason why we need to pray like this is because wars, pestilence, natural disasters and issues would not end as a result of a magnificent building. That the structure for worship and the place of worship were not going to cause all the issues of life to cease. No, in truth, it's because we know that there's going to be a reoccurrence of those things, that there's going to be a reoccurrence of the trauma that we've experienced that we have built the place to remind us of the omnipotent, omnipresence of God. It's to remind us that God is ever-present. God will be with us even in the midst of this and other situations. It's a reminder that, that did days are coming, D-I-D, did days. And for some people, these are the did days. I see someone, you're looking right now, what in the world is D-I-D? Did days, that's, that's down in the dumps. Down in the dumps, days are coming. And we need something for the down in the dump days. We need something for it. We need something to handle the trauma that we've been experiencing and have experienced and will experience. And I actually believe that, that these people are struggling with, with transgenerational trauma. Transgenerational trauma. Trauma that, that passes from one generation to the other. The trauma from their slave experience in Egypt passed down through their, their horrific adventure trying to get out of Egypt and then the blessedness of crossing through the Reed Sea and into the promised land but only into more battles and more trauma and more ups and more downs into hearing from God at Sinai even into God now speaking to them in this present moment. They, they, they have been passed down. This idea is that someone can experience trauma 
that they can pass the symptoms and behaviors of trauma survival onto their children who may further pass it down the family line. And there are people right now who are living right now experiencing transgenerational trauma. Trauma. Don't get it twisted, brothers and sisters. Somebody's going through something. I, I think you ought to realize there, there are at least three types of trauma. There's that acute trauma that happens at a single incident. And see, what most people would like to believe is that the George Floyd incident was acute trauma incident, but they didn't realize that there had already been transgenerational trauma, which made that acute trauma of the singular incident become escalated into something greater, actually into a complex trauma, but I'll get to that in a moment. There's acute trauma from a single incident. There's chronic trauma in repeated and prolonged incidents like domestic violence. That's chronic trauma. And God forbid, but some people are experiencing that right now. These six months or so we've been, been sequestered or kept at home has caused a, 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 a widespread activity in, in, in this kind of trauma, the blood of Jesus. But, but thanks be to God, it's also caused some people to learn how to love each other. But there are folks who need to reach out who are experiencing chronic trauma. And then there's complex trauma. That, that's trauma that is the exposure to a varied and multiple traumatic events, often invasive and interpersonal nature. That, 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 that's that complex trauma. And some of us are experiencing complex trauma right now. The pandemic the pandemic of racism, sexism, casteism. We are experiencing complex trauma. We don't know which trauma to deal with today. We're dealing with the systemic trauma of, of, of police brutality and, and of exploitation of black and brown bodies. We, we're dealing with trauma and women are dealing with the misogyny of men even though we celebrate the 100 year anniversary this week. We have women who are still dealing with the misogyny of men and are still being paid less than a man for doing the same exact job. It's complex trauma. And my black and brown sisters are hurt even worse as they deal with the double jeopardy of being both black and female in a patriarchal society. Complex trauma! where you could be disrespected just because you're living. Complex trauma, it is there, it is there. Yes, it's transgenerational. Yeah, passed down as a legacy from slavery. There's been a legacy of pain that has been passed down. You, you, you don't have to wonder why some African-Americans, some black and brown people greet each other wherever they are. It is because there's such common experiences that all you got to do is say one word and the whole sentence is known. It's been passed down, impressed upon us. But then it's also intergenerational. It's transgenerational and intergenerational. And the difference between intergenerational and transgenerational is this, that intergenerational is between or across generations. 
while transgenerational is acting across multiple generations passed down. Your great-grandfather, your great-great-great-grandfather passing it down in legacy. It's part in some ways of a scarred DNA. Struggling for survival in these not yet United States. Folk don't realize that, that it's difficult to deal in a world when you've been dealing with trauma so long. Matter of fact, some folk have been so traumatized, they've been down so long, getting up ain't even on their mind. You have to realize that it causes you to mess, be upset all the way around. And then you need to recognize this, that prayer activates the very grace of God. That's what I want to tell you. Prayer activates the grace of God. That's what they knew. They knew that prayer activates the grace of God. Whether, whether sin may have caused it, but God's grace can forgive it. They understood prayer changes things. It, it activates the grace of God. Now, why is this important? Because what they realized was that when we come here to pray, we're coming here recognizing that no matter what has brought this situation about, the God we serve can fix it. If we messed up God, fix it. If they messed up God, fix it. If it's natural, fix it. If it's something man-made, fix it. If the disease came from a, a, a chemistry lab, fix it. If the disease came from a bat, fix it. I don't care where it came from. My prayer now is that God fix it. See, you, 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 when you read 2 Chronicles chapter 6, he says, he says look, when, when I, when the heavens are shut up, 2 Chronicles 6, 26 through 28, when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain, and here's this word, because they have sinned against you. Because if, if this is punishment, Lord, fix it. Preach wise. He, say, he says, when we pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because of you afflicted them, then hear, hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servant, your people Israel. He said, God, I want you no matter what has brought this thing out, I need you to fix it. You know, I, I um, um, old song, you said, Lord, do it. Do it for me right now. Oh, that, that's old church right there. Lord, Right now, 
feel, I feel my help on there. Listen, 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 listen. God, I need to recognize they understood that prayer activates the grace of God. Now you got to get the word grace because the grace actually represents that same idea as mercy. It uh, has to do with unmerited favor. Even if, even if I did mess up, I've came to the one that can fix it up. Yeah, 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 listen, God, help me clean up what I messed up. As William Brothers say, even if I need to start back over again. Let me, let me, I feel like preaching up in here. Y'all, y'all gonna fool around and make me holler in here. Listen. Prayer anticipates the goodness of God. Prayer anticipates the goodness of God. Well, that, that dog will hunt right there. Listen, you, you have to realize the only reason I'm praying is I anticipate that the God I serve is good. And the God I serve is going to do something about that which I am speaking to him on. So I anticipate the goodness of God. Now, I got to tell you this because this is going to be shouting right here because it's going to help you right where you are in your house, wherever you are, if you're in your living room, your bedroom, if you got your fuzzy slippers on right now, this will shout anywhere. This, you have to know prayer anticipates the goodness of God. And even though this is about corporate prayer, it not only works in corporate prayer, but prayer can be offered anywhere. And, and let me let me do this. Prayer anywhere by anybody. That, that's what that's what he that's what the man of God prayed for. He prayed that God would do something individually and that God would do something for us collectively. Let me let me preach a little bit here. Listen, the, the A here is that prayer anticipates the goodness of God for both individual and or intercessory petitions individual or intercessory petitions. Now, now hold that line because you got to hold that. Because he says here, I'm in chapter 6, for those of you who don't know, verse 29 through 31, he says, whatever prayer, whatever supplication, can I, can I be a ebonic for just a moment because I feel like preaching? Whatsoever you pray. I figure y'all get it right there. And whatsoever you supplicate before him, he said, it's made by anyone, good God Almighty. He said, is it made by anyone? I need you to look at yourself, said, I'm the one praying now. You need to, you need to touch your heart, say, I'm the one praying now. He said, pray by anyone or by all of your people, Israel, when each one knows his own burden. Ooh, nobody knows what you're going through like you. He said, when you know your own burden and your own grief and spread your hands out in this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive us. Oh, my God, my God. He says, I, I'm, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to bless you. He says, I want God to bless you individually when you pray because you know what you need from God. You know your own burdens. I don't know what you're going through. Everybody's in the same pandemic, but not everybody's experiencing it the same way. You, you, you got to know everybody's in the same. Look, when they, when they took Steve Bannon the other day into custody, he was on a, a, a what, a 20-something million dollar yacht, 
and riding in the middle of the ocean on the outside the Connecticut border. Everybody's in the same pandemic, but we're not experiencing it the same way. Listen, I don't know what, but I'm going to tell you this, but I bet you Steve praying today. You, you don't hear me. You, woo! Everybody in the same pandemic, but we don't experience it the same way. You got to know what you need to pray about in your house. It might not be food insecurity. It might not be your job. You may be praying for your children. You may be praying for your spouse. You may be praying about a surgery you need to have or new medication you need to take or a new procedure you have to go through. But God promises that when you pray about your own burdens and your own grief, the, the prayer of Solomon was, God, I want you to hear them individually and intercessory. God, I need you to move on their behalf. Uh, I'm trying to bless somebody right now. God hears your prayer. God hears your prayer. But 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 then I, I gotta throw this in. Because as you can see, this sermon is tinged with a little bit of politicalization, but I didn't really intend to go too far. But let me go a little bit further. Listen, 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 I gotta go another further. Let, 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 me, let me press my point. He, it is not just individual or intercessory, but he puts something else in here. He puts immigrant prayers in here. Woo, in a nation that's trying to build walls, y'all need to read this passage of scripture because you might build up your tolerance against other people. He says, he says, immigrant pleas count before God. Come on back. I'm preaching in here. You'll mess you up right here. Listen, Immigrant, please. What are you talking about, Reverend? He said, we need to be tolerant of the foreigner, the stranger, the immigrant coming in. There's a hospitality that we ought to have. The more blessed you are, the more you know you're blessed, the more you ought to be hospitable. This nation, if anything, all everybody ought to go home except for the Native Americans because all of y'all came here from somewhere else and we were stolen and bought here. You ain't hear me up here. You, you ought to quit acting like you all that in a bag of chips. In truth, 45 could go back to Germany. You've got to recognize that everybody Everybody comes from somewhere for you to build walls and build cages and put children and babies in cages. This is the point about hospitality. Bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. What happened to that? Unless they are rich and white, they can come to this nation because this nation was built on the backs of people who wanted a fresh start. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off. I went off, baby. I'm sorry. You, you, you forgive, Pastor. Pastor just, Pastor lost it for a minute. I, your spirit must have got me. I, your spirit, your, the spirit of Ariana jumped on me, and I just started hollering. I just, it, those were her words. I didn't write that part. I got to get God. My time is almost up, y'all. It really is in truth. Listen, listen. How do I know immigrant prayers? Look at verse 32. He says, moreover, concerning a foreigner, a foreigner who is not of your people, Israel, but has come from a far country for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray in this temple. Wait a minute. You're concerned about immigrant prayers and immigrant pleas? Yes, Lord, because I know you're that kind of God. Because you love everybody. 
You love everybody, and if they, if they come and call on you, God, I want to know that you're going to hear their prayer. He says, verse 33, then, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your people Israel, that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. Let me tell you something. When you are godly and righteous, what you do is to elevate the name of our God. Ooh, bless this holy. I got to get out of here, y'all. Last, last part, last part, last part. I'm done. This is it. Over for Nito. I'm going to let y'all go this Sunday, but I will be back on Tuesday. Let me, hit, let me hit you with the fire right here. I got to hit you with the fire. It's the rule right now. Listen. <laughs> Prayer accelerates the glory of God. Woo! You better hold that line right there. It accelerates. I got to go. I got to go. My time is over. I got to go. I got to go. I don't know what I want to do in here. Y'all don't know. I feel like running up in here, up in here, up in here. I'm all the way over to chapter 7, verse 1. Because when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down. I y'all ain't ready for me today. I'm coming. I'm coming with the fire this morning. I'm coming with the fire. Somebody ought to throw some fire emojis over there in Facebook. I, I'm coming with the fire right now. He said when he finished praying, fire came down. Listen, listen. From heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory. Ah, y'all don't know. I can holler right there. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord. Let me tell you something. When you pray long enough, it'll accelerate the glory of the God. And God will move and he'll show up and he'll show out. He'll come in with fire. Hey, ha, ha, ha. Oh, y'all better. You don't understand. Fire. Y'all ain't got me. <laughs> fire! I feel the fire. I feel the fire. I feel the fire. Fire! Ah, Jeremiah said it. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. If you pray long enough, you'll accelerate the glory of God. And God wants to move on your behalf. I double dog dare you to begin to pray about your situation, about your problem, about this pandemic, about what we're going through as a nation. And I decree and declare that as the body of Christ reaches forth under God, fire will fall. Fire, 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 fire. That it filled the house so much so that the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory, ah, bless his name. I said the glory. I said the glory. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. I want, I want the glory to fill your house. The glory of the Lord. Build your house in New London. The glory of the Lord. Build your house in Oklahoma. The glory of the Lord. Build your house in North Carolina. The glory of the Lord. Build your house in Virginia. The glory of the Lord. Build your house in Southeastern Connecticut. The glory of the Lord. 
Build your house in Pennsylvania. The glory of the Lord. Build your house all over the world. The glory. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, 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 fire. Thank you, God. The glory of the Lord. 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 Fill the house. Ah, the Bible says when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, all they could do was bow their faces to the ground on the pavement and they worshiped and praised God. I wish I had somebody that would give God a Holy Ghost showing up praise. Go ahead and praise him. I'm finished. I'm finished. That's it. The word of God for the people of God.